Hello and welcome back. Thanks again for joining us on Order Up, the podcast from the National Restaurant Association. I'm your host, Carly McBride, Content Communications Manager. As always, don't forget to subscribe to Order Up on your favorite podcast platform so you don't miss an episode. February celebrates Black History Month. This year, the National Restaurant Association spotlights the achievements of several industry executives and restaurateurs. And this month on Order Up, I'm very excited to interview two of them. On our last episode, I interviewed Cord McLean, Director of Leadership Development and Diversity and Inclusion with Bloomin Brands. If you missed that episode, be sure to check it out. We've linked it in today's show notes. And today, I'm speaking with Damola Adamolakin, CEO of P.F. Chang's. Damola brings a diverse perspective to the podcast today. As the son of a neurologist and a pharmacist, he was born in Nigeria and raised in Zimbabwe, Amsterdam, Springfield, Illinois, and then Columbia, Maryland. He went on to graduate from Brown University and now oversees P.F. Chang's more than 200 restaurants. Damola's focus is to ensure that P.F. Chang's does well and remains successful. Listen to today's interview as he discusses his background and his career thus far, including challenges he's faced along the way. Damola tells us about his goals going forward and how other people of color can continue to advance in the restaurant industry. So Damola, thank you so much for taking some time to chat with us today. I know you're a busy man and we're really excited to speak with you. So let's go ahead and get started. So can you start us off by telling us a little bit about yourself, where you grew up, what your family life was like, and how did it inform the man that you are today and where your career has taken you? Yeah, I was, uh, you know, I'm originally Nigerian. I was born in Nigeria in a town called Ife, which is in southwestern Nigeria. My dad's a doctor. He's a neurologist. Uh, my mom is a pharmacist. And uh my dad won some awards in neurology when he was younger, and so was invited to the States to present, and he helped uh, cure a disease in West Africa that was a um, neurological disorder based on something that people were, were eating. So he got a lot of recognition abroad, got to come to the States, you know, made the decision ultimately to move his family to the States when he came here and started doing medicine and, and practicing here. So we moved to the, America when I was nine. Uh, before that, I lived in Nigeria, Zimbabwe, and, and Amsterdam, and uh, we moved to Springfield, Illinois, and then to a town in Maryland called Columbia, where I was. I went to high school before I, I went to, to Brown to play football, and then uh, started my career. So varied history in terms of background, but I was I kind of grew up all over and got to see uh, a lot of different parts of the world meet a lot of different types of people, which I think informed my ability to understand people broadly and to connect with, with, you know, all types of people, which has been a helpful thing uh, in my career. In terms of business, uh, when I was in Nigeria, my mom ran a department store just kind of on the side. She always had an inclination for for business. Uh, So that was kind of my first exposure when I was young was running around the, the department store with my mom and, you know, helping her or thinking I was helping more likely just just causing trouble. But, uh, but, you know, I was exposed to business young. I started, you know, working when I was in high school, I started investing everything I made and, uh, you know, opened my first stock portfolio when I was 16. So I really got into investing, pursued that, you know, I was president of the Brown investment club when I went to college, then I started working on wall street and pursued a path towards an investing career, which turned into an operating career when we bought, when we bought PF Chang's. Fantastic. That's, that's tremendous. Um, 
it sounds like you've kind of always had a bit of a business mindset. And what made you want to be a business executive? Well, you know, I think that um, I always found it interesting. Uh, even when I was young, the idea of, uh, you know, trying to, you know, there's a, you know, I was an athlete and then there's a competitive element in business where you're trying to solve problems and figure things out and grow something and build something. So it always uh, captivated me intellectually. And then I'll say that, you know, as I got into my career, you know, I started off kind of on the path towards being an investor, not necessarily being an operating executive. Uh, so, you know, I worked at Goldman Sachs. I worked at a private equity fund called TPG. Then I went to business school. Then I worked at a hedge fund called Paulson and Company. So uh, initially my interest was investing. And then yeah, Chang's was up for sale. And we just saw a tremendous opportunity to buy an, an exciting business with a lot of um, a lot of potential. And so, you know, we bought the company and then, you know, my entire focus was making sure this investment was successful and making sure that P.F. Chang's did well. And that over time, I was asked to come lead the company as CEO. And and now we are we are here. So I always had an interest in business and investing broadly. And then I think the the transition towards being an actual operating executive occurred, you know, just by virtue of us buying this company and wanting to make sure that it was successful. Thank you. My next question was going to be how you got started in the restaurant industry, but you pretty much just told us that. So I'm going to jump to my next question, which is that you are very young for a CEO and have made some remarkable achievements in your career. So we know with achievements also comes challenges. So what has been the biggest challenge that you've experienced in your career thus far? Yeah, you know, the biggest challenge, I think, is and probably will remain taking over a restaurant business in April 2020 in the middle of uh, the COVID pandemic. Exactly. <laughs> like I mentioned, when I did the deal, it wasn't I, I didn't intend to run the business. I, I joined the board and uh, was going to manage from a director capacity from New York, uh, the hedge fund that I was at, which, you know, we did the deal together. And so the situation kind of called for me to step in. Uh, I'd been coming out every week for about a year as chief strategy officer. We had a CEO that we had hired. That didn't work out. And we were CEO-less in the middle of the most intense, difficult operating period in maybe restaurant history with, with for sure. everything closed. And um, it, you know, it, it, in retrospect, everything worked out. But at the time, it wasn't clear that things were, you know, how things were going to go. Right. All the restaurants were shut down. There wasn't a clear timeline until when things would get open. There was a lot of issues. So I took over during that time and it, it, it required sort of a wartime mentality. Like we needed to do a lot of things quickly to, just to survive. So that was certainly the most challenging part of the experience. But we got through it and, and the company came out stronger, stronger for it. What would you say is the best thing about working in the restaurant industry? And do you feel that this industry presents some unusual challenges and unique opportunities? And what are those, in your opinion? The best thing is the people. You know, we're in, we're in the hospitality business. And so people are, are wonderful. They're generally out, you know, outgoing. They're social. We exist basically to make people's days better and to bring joy into their lives. Right. So that's a very you know, wonderful purpose. And one that brings a lot of fulfillment when you spend time in the restaurants and you see happy guests, that's a wonderful thing, right? And, and then the other thing I'll say is what's been a special pleasure of mine has been the opportunity to really focus on investing in our people, right? So being able to do things like roll out paid time off for the first time for hourly employees, right? And invest in various benefits, 401ks, things that you know fundamentally change people's lives. 
and do it at scale. You know, we have 15,000 employees, so any of these investments really impacts, you know, a lot of people and makes the lives for a lot of families across the country better. And so there's no feeling quite like that. And it's something I'm glad we've been able to do based on being able to build a successful business and reinvesting that success back into our people. As you probably know, February is Black History Month, and we are very excited to be celebrating the achievements of this great community. So looking into yourself, what are three important tips for people of color who are looking to advance to the executive level within the restaurant industry? I think the first uh, most important thing that I would say is for people of color is to always you know, believe that they belong and can do or can achieve virtually anything. Right. So I think the first step in becoming successful in any industry, but certainly the restaurant industry, is having a, a target that's very high and having a goal that's for yourself or standard for yourself that's very high. Right. And that involves believing that you can get there. Right. So I think it's it's certainly helpful to have examples. I'm glad that I can be an example for people and, and there are others in the industry as well. But first of all, as you start your career, have set high goals. Why not? Right. Like you want to be a CEO, you want to run this, you want to run your own restaurant, whatever the case may be. So I think there's that's the most important thing. And, you know, don't let anybody let you feel like you don't belong or can't do anything. That's the most important thing you can do. Um, and then besides that, just focus on your craft. Right. I think whatever you're doing, you want to be you know, my dad is a doctor and he, he never really cared what I did. He just said, whatever you do, just make sure you're the best at it. Right. When we came to America, when I was young, we went to a, a barber shop and you know, the barber was driving a Benz, but he was the top barber in the city. And, you know, he was doing really well. And my dad said, it doesn't matter if you're a barber or a doctor in America, if you're the best at what you do, you can, you can build a great life for yourself. Right. So that's my advice. Like be the best at what you do and focus on your craft. Right. And, and if you do that and you believe you can kind of ascend the ladder, so to speak, there's nothing really stopping you. Damola, you've achieved a lot in a short period of time. So looking to the future, what do you intend to accomplish going forward? And what does the future hold for you career-wise? Now, this is the most laser focused I've ever been on one thing ever, right? Because I think, you know, typically as an investor, you have a bunch of different investments, you have different things you're looking at, you, you're on different boards. So for most of my career, I've been, you know, even when I was at Goldman in investment banking, you have a lot of different clients, you're working on a lot of different things. So since I took the seat three years ago, I've had one focus, which is to make this business successful, right? That's all I'm charged to do. You know, my employer, John Paulson, you know, when I talk to him, it's about PF Chang's and how the business is doing. When I worked with John before, I had, you know, eight, 10, 12 investments that we talk about. Now I've got one thing. So there's nothing I'm thinking about besides the company. There's not, there's no plan outside of just growing this business. And that's the entirety of my focus, right? So the future hopefully entails continue to be successful here, continue to open new restaurants, continue to hire people and invest in our people, uh, invest in technology, invest in the guest experience and grow this company to where it reaches its full potential. Speaking specifically about P.F. Chang's and diversity, what are you doing within P.F. Chang's to increase the number of diverse hires at the executive level? And do you have particular goals that are directly associated with that? You know, what I'd say is that, you know, half of our executive team is minorities and, and women today, which, you know, I'm very proud of. And we didn't get there by me coming in and saying half of the, the team is going to be women and minorities. We got here because I came in, I said, I don't care what people look like or what gender they are, what race they are. We want the best people in every position. And we want to 
apply some standards that make sure that we're hiring and promoting the best people we possibly can, irrespective of their backgrounds. So I think if you if you can successfully take race and gender out of the equation, I think talent is equally distributed, right? So if you can take that out of the equation, you'll naturally get to a state where things are pretty balanced in terms of diversity. So that's the focus. And what we do, especially when we get to the restaurant level, where we can really measure performance, have metrics against all our targets, financial metrics, operational metrics. When you, you know, we do uh, what we call a brand 360 review, but we basically look at the restaurants just on these metrics. And you start to see that, you know, who's performing and who's not, and it has nothing to do with anything, just, just pure performance. And when you can, you know, again, take uh, any sort of biases out of the equation and just look at performance, you know what? Our best restaurants are run by women. A lot of our best restaurants are run by minorities a lot. And so they get promoted and, and that's just natural. There's no, it's not because they're women or because they're minorities, it's because they're, they're the best at what they do. So that's, that's our goal is to just level the playing field so that talent can emerge and it becomes a very meritocratic system and you promote the best people irrespective of, of what they look like. Yep, that's the perfect mindset to have. So in closing, it's been such an honor to have you on our podcast today. Is there anything else that you'd like our listeners to know about the work that you and your team are doing at PF Chang's? Yeah, you know, I think that um, if you haven't visited PF Chang's in a while, it's a good time to come. We've come in with a complete focus on the guest experience. You know, I mentioned, you know, we're investing in in in, in our guests. You know, we've remodeled eighty percent of the restaurants. They look totally different than what you'd remember if you haven't been there in a couple of years. Uh, a lot of vibe, a lot of energy, a lot of fun, and great food as always. So, you know, closing, I just say. We've been really happy with the response we've gotten from our guests. If you haven't seen the new PF Changs, come check us out. And we look forward to serving you. Damola, again, thank you so much for your time today. It's been an honor to have you here with us. And thank you for your, your expertise and your insights. Absolutely. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for having me. Did you know the National Restaurant Association produces and hosts several webinars each month to serve and grow the industry? Topics ranging from hiring and workforce, food safety, and the most urgent and relevant policy topics during this turbulent time for restaurants. All previous webinars are also available for on-demand viewing. To learn more about upcoming and recorded webinars, please visit restaurant.org slash events slash learning. That's restaurant.org slash events slash learning. Thanks so much for listening to Order Up, the podcast from the National Restaurant Association. Follow us on your favorite podcast player and find out more at restaurant.org slash podcasts. Episode produced by Dante32.